and she's got kids. Uh, it would seem, um, due to her sort of servants and money, um, that she's probably a middle class or, or upper class, upper to middle class, whatever. Um, in the general scheme of things, she's probably like a lot of the ladies who are sat here this morning. Um, okay, we don't have servants, um, but it's not been unknown for there to be the odd au pair in forward. And we all have people who deliver our papers, do our gardens, babysit our children. So, in that sense, she's very much like us. But just look how hard she works. Verse 27. Have a look at it. She tells, it tells us, um, she watches over her household. We've got a household, I think, here. There you go. It's a nice lilac one. Um, workers and family alike. I think this probably means spiritually and emotionally, but it definitely means physically. She is working hard. She works with wool, verse 13 tells us. Uh, and she takes this wool uh, and she spins it. We couldn't find a spinning wheel, so we've got a sewing machine. They didn't have sewing machines in those days, in case you're worried, uh, but it just gives the idea at least. Um, verse 24 tells us that when she's taken this wool and spin it, she makes clothes and sashes, sashes which she shall. That is a real tongue twister, isn't it? Clothes and sashes which she sells. Um, uh, verse 19 tells us that she's got strong arms. <laughs> she loves this bit. <laughs> it might not quite be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but she's definitely toned, that's for sure. Um, verse 18 tells us that she's a clever businesswoman. Uh, verse 16 says she buys land. Uh, and with the profit that she makes uh, from the land, she buys a vineyard. I've got some grapes for you, I think, there, okay? There you go. Fantastic. Uh, this lady's far from lazy. Uh, verse 15 tells us she's up uh, when it's dark um, in, early in the morning. Verse, we couldn't find a battery the right size. Uh, verse 18 uh, says that she's still working by lamplight late at night. And if you haven't got the idea, uh, verse 27 says, this lady is far from idle. She works hard. What, what do you think of her, Kate? She's quite some woman. <laughs> Thank you very much. She is quite some woman. And why does she do all this hard work? What does she do with all her earnings? Well, verse 22 tells us that she's got a nice bed and some decent clothes. But there's no mention here of constant shopping therapy. There's no pampering sessions every day or spa days with the girls whenever she feels like it. None of those things are bad in and of themselves, but it seems that she treats all her advantages, all her gifts, all the profits that she makes with great responsibility. She puts other people first. That's what she does with this responsibility, and that's our, our second point. She works hard, and she puts other people first. These verses, they show us again and again how she provides for her family and for other people too. First of all, there's her husband. This is somebody else's husband, but Kate said he'd do. <laughs> Let me just read to you verses 11 and 12. <laughs> her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. These two are working together as God meant them to work together. There's no battle of the sexes going on here. It's just love and care and help. 
You know, we hear elsewhere in the Bible quite a lot, don't we, of how fellas should love their wives selflessly, like Jesus loved the church. And we should take note of that, blokes. But here's a woman who's doing just the same thing, bringing good, not harm, for as long as she lives. Verse 23 tells us that her husband is respected at the city gate. And that's in no small part due to them being thought of very highly as a couple. Earlier in Proverbs, uh, we read in chapter 12, a good wife is like a crown to her husband. And we've got a crown, I think, here, haven't we, Je- to remind us of that. Um, now, it's not that uh, she's a crown in that she's an appendage, a bit of a sort of trophy wife who's pretty and just sort of there. Um, uh, she's a crown in the way that both of them together, working in partnership and godliness, are like royalty. This is a good thing. What about her kids? We've got some kids. They're definitely not Kate's. <laughs> but she said they'd do. Uh, verse 15 tells us um, that uh, they get plenty of food. There's plenty of food on the table for them. Uh, and verse 14 reminds us that every now and again, it's not just normal food, she actually can come up with something quite exotic. <laughs> if they've been around in Sheffield um, over the last few months... This lady's children, verse 21 tells us, uh, would have been toasty in just the right clothing. And as far as the the servants are concerned, they're well fed. If you read verse 20, we hear that she cares for the poor as well. She works hard. She puts other people first. What do you think of her, Kate? She's quite some woman. She is indeed. Thank you very much, husbands and children. You can disappear now. (laughs) You can take your fruit with you if you like. When you get underneath the surface, um, you find there's another couple of things that this lady is like. Quite amazing things. First of all, in verse uh, 25, uh, we read that she is clothed with strength and she can laugh at the days to come. Uh, This woman, the perfect woman, doesn't worry. She doesn't worry. Now, I had a little think about this. I'm sure there's plenty of things uh, that women could worry about when it comes to the future. Um, uh, I'm not a woman myself, but I would guess it's things like this. Uh, Your children. Do you worry about your children? Do you worry about whether they're going to get the right exams and a degree? Do you worry about whether they're going to marry well? Um, Do you worry, uh, as a woman, about your husband's job, particularly in this present climate? Is it going to last forever? Um, maybe if you're a single lady, you worry about getting a husband in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and maybe you worry about getting a little bit older as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, there's lots to worry about, but it seems that this lady has something on her side which stops her bothering about all this stuff. She doesn't worry. As the devil dangles in front of her all these troubles about tomorrow, she looks up at God at her right hand and she laughs at Satan's plans. You can do nothing to me because all the good things that God has given me mean that you cannot touch me. I'm safe in God. Ha, ha, ha. She works hard. Don't go away. She puts other people first. She doesn't worry. What do you think of her, Kate? 
She's quite a woman, Gareth. She is quite a woman, isn't she? And then in verse 26, uh, we hear uh, that she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She's wise, this lady is as well. She's the sort who's going to sit there with a struggling friend in Starbucks with a skinny latte and going to listen and going to pray. Uh, she's the sort who is going to help her husband thought through, think through ideas for family Bible time and family holidays together. She's the sort who is going to sit with her children late at night and chat about friendships and school and bring God's wisdom to bear on those things. She's wise. She works hard. She puts other people first. She doesn't worry. And she's wise. What do you think of her, Kate? I still think she's quite a woman, Gareth. That's good. She didn't have many lines to learn this morning. Well, she is quite a woman, isn't she? Uh, We're going to pray and thank God for her example now uh, as Steph comes out again. Um, And we're going to thank him for all the gifts that he gives to us. Let's be honest. Um, I think if I were you and I was listening to what this perfect woman was like, I'd be thinking, I can't be like this. I'd be feeling wholly inadequate. If you're a girl and you're wondering if there really is such a woman out there who is this wonderful, this amazing, this brilliant, then the simple answer to the question is, no, there isn't. You're not going to bump into her down at the co-op. She's not going to turn up with her perfect children at toddlers. Um, She's not even going to grace our presence at Mother's Union. Even Kate Selby doesn't make the grade. Like the whole of Proverbs, what we're being told here is an ideal This lady isn't real, she's made up. But, and this is the big but I guess, wouldn't it be great to be a woman or a girl who was growing to be more like her? Wouldn't it be great to be a woman or a girl who was growing to be more like her? I think this passage gives us one great big clue as to how we can do that. And whether you're a mum or not, whether you're married or not, whether you're a girl or a teenager or a pensioner, uh, whether you say you're a Christian or not, whether you're even a woman or not, this bit of the book of Proverbs, right at the end, gives us one great big tip. Uh, It gives us a sort of firm foundation, a, a sort of solid base on which to build and become more like the people that we're meant to be. It won't mean that we all, uh, we're always all working really hard. It, it won't mean that we every single time put other people first. It won't mean that we never worry. Uh, it won't mean that we'll always be spouting wide, wise words. But it will mean that what we will be doing will be more worthwhile and more praiseworthy. It mi- will mean uh, that ultimately we'll be bringing greater glory to God and making him look good and making him famous, which is what every human being should be doing. And what is it that's this lady's secret? Well, it's no secret at all, really. It's there as plain as day in verse 30, a verse which ends Proverbs in exactly the way that it began. If you went right the way back to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, you'll see that it's the fear of the Lord which is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of knowledge. And then right at the end, in verse 30 of chapter 31, we read, Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting, but the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. It's fearing the Lord that makes this woman the woman that she is. So what does it mean to fear the Lord? Does it mean that our knees have got to be knocking all the time or our teeth chattering? Does it mean that God is just really, 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 really scary? 
Now, a lady from Proverbs 31 is scared of God, but in a right way. She fears the Lord. Let me see if I can explain. Some of you will know that um, we used to have uh, neighbours who had a dog. Well, actually, it was more of a monster than a dog. If I tell you that this Alsatian's name was Saber then you'll probably get a bit of an idea about what this dog was like. It used to live um, in the yard next door to ours. We had a fence between the two. Um, But if you went out into the back garden, this dog would jump up at the fence, growl, bark, show his teeth, and look like he'd be very happy just to eat you. Our children were scared silly of it. I was all right. But if you ever met Saber in the park, which didn't happen very often because he didn't get walked very often, um, and uh, you sort of backed off a little bit and started running away, then Saber would bark even louder and chase and pull his his, his owner through the park and try and get you. It's no good trying to run away from Saber. At once, Saber somehow, though, escaped and went on holiday to our house. Uh, I don't really know what was happening, but the front door had been left open and I was sat in the dining room when this creature appeared next to me. There was no way I could get away. Um, I I couldn't run from Saber. I had to face him. The dog approached. I stood my ground and tried to look brave. He came closer. I prepared for the attack. Saber jumped up at me, put his paws on my chest and went... (laughs) Licked my face. God's like Saber... People laughed at that point in the service earlier on. Uh, But he is. Uh, Saber was a joy to be near, but a terror if you were running away from him. God's just like that. He's a joy to be near, but a terror if you're running away from him. Are you running away from God? Because you're afraid of him? Because uh, uh, there's no way that he'll accept you because you've done something really, really bad. Maybe you're running away from him because you think he's done rotten things to you. Maybe you're running away from him because you think if you listen to him, it'll mean you have to change too much. Well, if that's you, then you're nowhere near as afraid as you need to be. In fact, your running is just a sign that you haven't understood that you can't outrun God. Just like I couldn't outrun Saber. He's fierce and he'll chase you. If you really fear him and you love your own life, then stop running. Turn around And embrace him. Give him a big hug. And he'll lick your face. Well, not quite lick your face. But he will take you in his arms and forgive you. If you turn and face God and say that you're sorry, he does do that. He says, come home. Something he can do because Jesus died to take the punishment for all the running away that we've ever done. For this lady, fearing the Lord is full of peace and security and hope. He's a joy to be with. A a woman or a man or a boy or a girl who fears the Lord will not run away from God to satisfy their longings or to stop their worrying. They'll wait for him. They'll hope in God. They'll stay close to God and trust in his promises. The idea of doing something different, well, that's just silly. The idea of sinning, of running away from God, well, it's just too scary to think about. He's going to chase you. And the benefits of living and trusting God will be too amazing and too glorious to ever want to give up. Uh, If you are running, or if you're just being reminded this morning, then it's worth remembering how C.S. Lewis describes uh, the God figure, the Jesus figure, in um, his book, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. 
called Aslan. Lucy says, is, is Aslan safe? And the reply is, no, of course he's not safe. He's a lion, but he is good. We all need to fear God more, don't we? And fearing God and being 100% secure in him is what makes this lady the special person she is. It's fearing God that makes her work hard. It's fearing God that helps her to put other people first. It's fearing God that means she doesn't worry. It's fearing God that makes her wise because she listens to what he's got to say and not to what other people have to say. I think it's... uh, uh, probably a point in the service where it would be really good uh, to say sorry. Uh, so Matt is going to come and lead us in a confession. If you want to turn to your service sheets, you'll find it there on page two. So how, how, do, we, how do we treat this perfect woman? Um, I think uh, I asked a question there. Um, dad's kids um, will know by now that none of us have mums and wives who are completely perfect. But it's my hope and my prayer that there will be mums and wives and women here too who do fear and trust God. Who are doing that more and more each day. Who are trying with his help to grow to be more like this perfect woman that we read of in Proverbs 31. You'll know who they are because they will be the women who are working hard. They will be the women who are putting other people first. They'll be the women who are are trying to be um, uh, not worry and the women who are being wise and giving you wise words from what God says. And if you're a mum or if you've got a mum like that or a wife like that or you know a lady who is like that and then take note of uh, verse 28 of our chapter I'll read it to you because I think you probably close your Bibles by now um, her children arise and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her many women do noble things but you surpass them all you know on many occasions and especially on days like today we should take the opportunity to tell our mums and our wives uh, and uh, other women how good they are to us. We should say thank you. I hope you've done that already this morning. Cups of tea in bed or whatever. Uh, But we want to give you another chance to do that right now. So if you've got a mum here today, or if you know of a lady who isn't your mum, who you want to say thank you for being a godly example, then while the band plays in a moment, uh, come up, grab some dafts, go back to your mum, give her a big hug, or that lady, give her a big hug and a kiss, and say thank you very much. Um, We'll play some music. Uh, don't worry if you're old you know come and, come and grab some flowers hopefully we'll have enough um, and if your mum isn't here and then do take some flowers to take home to her as well so come and